1 Corinthians chapter 11, we read from the verse 23, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. You know, at the institution of the Lord Jesus Christ's Supper, we have in reality the offering speaking, the offering The sacrifice speaks. That never happened in the old covenant. None of the offerings ever spoke. They couldn't. They were beasts. They were animals. They weren't rational human beings. Nor did they give themselves willingly. But they were taken. And slaughtered. And offered up. The new covenant offering is different. Because the offerer speaks. And when he speaks, he speaks in a way that shows this is a new covenant. This is not the old. This is different from the old. This is the true, the reality, the fulfillment. Because the offerer says, my body and then my blood. That order is to be noted. The body first. The blood second. He speaks about his body. Before he speaks about his blood. That's different. And I'll tell you why it's different in a moment. But not only that. He says something. That is utterly unheard of. This is my blood. Drink it. He talks about the drinking of the blood. That was forbidden in the old. The blood can never be drunk. The the blood can never be taken as nourishment. The life was in the blood. And it couldn't be taken. It was offered up. Now whenever the Lord Jesus Christ says body and blood. We must remember that in the old. The order was reversed. It was blood first and then body. The beast was taken. The throat was slit. The blood was shed. It was captured. And the blood was sprinkled. Poured out at the the horns of the altar. Or used in the service. But it was first manipulated. The blood was first used. And then the body was next the use of the body and you see this at the passover at the passover the blood was applied first to the doorposts and then inside later on the lamb was roasted the body was roasted and they sat around the body 
The blood first, the body second. And the Israelites needed that offering. They needed the blood because when it came to the death of the firstborn, they were treated like all the Egyptians. Before that, they hadn't been. In the other nine plagues, you know, they had light. The others had darkness. They didn't get the hail. The others got the hail. The Lord made a distinction. But he's not going to make a distinction when it comes to death of the firstborn except in the blood of the lamb and in the offering, the feasting around the table upon the lamb. And so they had to slaughter a lamb. And they did. And they were brought out through the blood of the lamb, the Passover lamb. And remember, this is Passover night. The, the Passover lamb is here. The, the symbols of the old are on the table. They have been partaken. They've been partaken from them. And now the Lord is bringing in the new. And he starts with his body and then speaks of his blood. Not only was it at the Passover, as I said, it was in all the offerings. The blood was taken first and manipulated. And then the body was dealt with. Either it was wholly offered up on the altar as a burnt offering. Or parts of it offered up on the burnt offering. And other parts of it taken by the priests for them to eat on and to feed on. So they eat the body. They fed on the body. They communed with the body. They never communed with the blood. They never fed on the blood. Only on the body. After the blood was shed and manipulated. And they had communion around the body. And at the Passover table there's no blood. There's only the body. Only the lamb. The blood has been shed at the temple. But now the Lord Jesus Christ brings in something new. My body. My blood. Now whenever the body was offered on the altar and burnt up unto God. It pictures the consecration of the offering. Now obviously the lamb couldn't consecrate itself. It was just an animal. It can't offer itself. It's forced to die. And it's forced to be consecrated unto God. It's the, the burnt offering is a consecration unto God. You remember how Paul said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God. The victim could never offer himself or itself as a beast. But Christ is different. They were never true offerings. They never made atonements. They were never sacrifices, really, that dealt with the root of the matter. But now the true offering is here and he speaks. And he is telling us, my body, I'm consecrated to God. I'm offering myself to God. I'm doing what the lambs could never do. I'm willingly laying down my life. I'm setting myself apart as the saviour of my people. To offer myself a sacrifice Unto God on their behalf. So the body speaks. And he speaks of his consecration. And that blood that he shed. It had to be shed. Out of his consecrated humanity. He had to offer himself. He had his whole body. His whole humanity. His whole person. Had to be in the offering. As he shed his blood unto God. So it's important. That in the true and once for all offering, the body is consecrated wholly unto God as he sheds his own blood for sinners. And that's the importance of this new covenant offering. And that's why it's brought in the new covenant, the reality, the fulfillment, 
the completion, the true in Jesus Christ. And we have a true communion with him. And thus we can eat the body and drink the blood. Because we partake of the whole life of Christ. In our union to Jesus Christ. In our faith in Jesus Christ. His death is our death. It's a sacrifice for us. And we are partakers of that sacrifice. In our union to Christ. And that union is pictured by eating. By communing. By feeding on him. We feed on him by faith. We trust in his broken body. We trust in his sacrifice. We trust in his atoning blood for our sins shed freely. And so we eat the body and we drink the blood. So he's telling us the real is here. The true, the fulfillment. And so brethren and sisters, we do not follow cunningly devised fables. When we believe in the sacrifice of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. It's fulfilment of the old. The Jews, I don't know what they're waiting for. It's fulfilled in Jesus Christ. They haven't had a temple for 2,000 years. They haven't had bloodshedding for nearly 2,000 years. They haven't had a priesthood for nearly 2,000 years. They ought to be really asking, what has happened? They ought to be really saying, could the Christians not be right? That the true has come. That fulfillment has arrived. In Jesus of Nazareth. We believe it has. And multitudes of the early Jews believed it as well. And become Christians and were baptized. And so we have not followed cunningly devised fables. But we have a true redeemer in our saviour Jesus Christ. We have a once for all sacrifice. That gives us eternal life. And as we feed on him and believe in him. That life subsists and continues in us. And shall never end. To all eternity. Because I live. You shall live also. So we give the Lord praise and glory. May these words bless your heart. And as we partake together of the bread and of the cup. May the Holy Spirit make the visible signs a blessing to you. For Jesus sake. Amen.